I'm Orlando Bloom, and you're listening to the Two Star Podcast. How's your floopiness? Um, I, I feel a bit squirgly wurgly. Oh, God. Um, what have you been doing? I have to go to work. It's horrible. Is that it? I feel very tired. Yeah. I've just been through this with Adam. Just don't go. Yeah, that's, increasingly that's, that's, that's my plan. What's the worst that could happen? There's nothing they can do. Exactly. Yeah. They it, could stop you... paying you. I mean, that's that's the only thing they could do is stop paying you. Yeah, but you don't know that they would. No, like that that guy in Spain. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's worth a try, isn't it? They might just I mean, to be fair, to pay you forever. That guy in and... Spain put quite a lot of effort into making sure that it, he was still getting paid without having to any work. Yeah. Did he? What did he do? Yeah, well, he set it up so it looked like he was still working. How? I can't remember the details, but he didn't just like not turn up, and they just carried on paying him forever. It wasn't just an administrative error. Um. Well, I'm not. I'm not sure he did that much. Well, he didn't have to do a huge amount. They were incredibly incompetent. But it wasn't just like I don't know. He retired, and they carried on paying him. He was ostensibly still employed there. It's just that he stopped showing up for work. Yeah, and that's what we're going to do. Yeah. Just stop showing up. But how incompetent are your employers? Very. Oh, you're right then. I mean, they employed me, so... Mm. That's true, actually. The evidence is damning. They employed somebody who would just randomly decide to not turn up. Yeah. I I mean, we have to accept that there is a chance they would just continue to pay you. So it seems silly not to exploit that. Yeah, and and it's it's worth the risk, isn't it? And if they come to your house and say, can you come back to work, please, because we're still paying you, then you say, okay, yep, yeah, fair enough. I just forgot. <laughs> or I could um, I could pretend that I wasn't me. You could put on a false moustache and go, no, who is Chris? Yeah. That's that, that would maybe get me another few days. Yeah. And eventually they would just say... Well, look, leave him to it. He's obviously happy. Let's just keep paying him because it's easier than actually dealing with this issue. I reckon you could get a year. Yeah. Before they would think, no, this is silly now. I was looking on our. Escalated. Yeah, I was looking on our um, annual time booking, uh, annual leave booking system at work. That I have fifty days of uh, fully paid six leave that I'm just not using. I've basically got an extra. Yeah. I've got an extra fifty days annual leave that I didn't even know I had. Yeah, so that's I'm, the right way to think about it. Yeah. So what I'm is the start sickness threshold? Sick. Like, how how sick do you need to be before it counts as a sick day? Well, just too ill to come in, I suppose. Well, yeah, but you work at home, so <laughs> no, no, only two days a week. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but also, but, if you're sick, so ill that you can't get out of bed, you can't work from home. Well, no, that's fine. Well, if, for example, you were only so ill you couldn't drive, then you could obviously still work from home. I mean, you, you could, could get one of your children to bring the, your computer to you. No, they wouldn't be able. They couldn't be trusted. The insurance wouldn't cover them. That's true. They're not employees. They can't yeah. handle company equipment. Yeah. Okay, you get Gemma. To you have to get them to that. complete a health and safety assessment, and getting a two-year-old to do that's a fucking nightmare. Could one of you write me a doctor's note? Yeah. Brilliant. There we go. Graham has a bad bum. 
and he needs I mean, 50 days off work. <laughs> Nobody would question that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is well, that why is that why Dan has has stopped coming into the podcast? Well, he does he's a contractor so he doesn't actually get paid sickly from the um yeah, podcast. He doesn't get anything if he doesn't show up. Yeah. Uh Yes, these, we're not yeah. stupid. We we not thought it through. Answer. Yeah. Um, I think the listeners should should be told about Dan is that we did we did see him last week and speak to him on the internet, but his his aunt and uncle and work had both very wisely heavily restricted his internet privileges, and so we should we say that his aunt and uncle are the people he's staying with at the moment. Otherwise, it's weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's quite weird. No, whatever. it makes it sound like a I mean, sort yes, of. Um, fairly weird. It, it just makes it sound like a sort of old novel where yeah. you know, just this an aunt and uncle that wield unreasonable power. His over a abusive child. Uh, aunt and uncle who took him they, in after his dad excommunicated him, but not before seizing power of attorney over him. That well, that was all part of the excommunication, I assume. Yes. Um, somehow. It's been like three weeks since uh, we last convened properly to record a podcast. Has yeah, because you slackers didn't do it when I was on weeks. Holly Bobs. Yeah, um, so this is technically episode 147 of the Two Star Podcast. Oh, that's a snooker thing, isn't it? We just, we talked about this last yeah. week. Yeah, yeah um, in the podcast that was never never recorded. Which was actually the best one we've ever done. Yeah. And I think that we should probably begin with our slightly late, but you know, obviously better than never, uh, Leeds debrief. The first um, annual um, two-star podcast listeners meetup. Yeah, now obviously, <laughs> obviously Dan is not around to uh, debrief, so we'll have to make do as best we can. Um, but yes, we we convened in Leeds with. I mean, too much dragon good, soup, was, if anything. Well, it was I would stretch to say friend of the show, but William okay. from Suffolk. Um, Super and fan. Yes, I, as as was established on one of the previous podcasts, uh, which I can't remember whether we left it in. Did I leave it in? Was that the bit I cut out? I can't remember. We did some shopping. I bought some dragon soup, and uh, I no, you edited that one, so it probably stayed in. I watched oh, yeah, I didn't on the cut internet, anything, yeah. Because yeah. it turns out you can do that. It's mental. Um, and had it delivered to Graham's house in advance so that he could suitably chill it because you don't want to drink that shit warm. Um, Jesus, you don't want to taste it. And, uh, yeah, we went and watched some cricket. Uh, I guess. I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it, but there were several streakers and... We, a lot of well, they weren't even naked though; they were rubbish. No, and we they tried were just and failed to convince Dan that he should uh, show him how it's done. Yeah, they had flamethrowers. That was odd. Um, the streakers but, didn't. The cricket no. ground did. Yes, uh, for when there was a four or a six or an out, it was very vague how what was different between the three of them. I mean, in terms of flamethrowing, obviously not in terms of what they are in terms of cricket. Yeah, there didn't seem to be a correlation like to number of flame bursts to um, boundary. 
No. I think I think there was, and then I think in the as the game went on, the man realised that he'd got lots of fuel left over because yeah. it hadn't been the most exciting game. So then he started just doing lots of flames for anything. Mm, that's a, that's a possibility. And then we went into uh, the the, the centre of Leeds, um, arguably the worst bit of it, and uh, I don't actually remember what, what did we do. Oh, that's it. We went to a pub that was a boat. But it wasn't in water, which is mental. Yeah. It was just on the land. I presume it had been there since ancient times when Leeds was underwater and the water had receded and left the boat And we talked to some people. Yeah, me and and Will were playing pool and they said, can we play? Um, And I couldn't really stand up very convincingly, but but Mm. we beat them at pool. It was brilliant. No, you were remarkably drunk by that point. I was. Um, and then we went to a karaoke place, which was awful. Yeah, and um, we got in trouble. Yeah, the, uh, the the karaoke system was designed for uh, Chinese characters, and so the way you searched for things was with the first letter of each word in the song or artist, which was really fucking confusing, and about 70% of the library was, like, K-pop and... Chinese music, uh, and then we got thrown out because Graham kept dropping microphones and Chris slammed a door. I didn't slam a door. I had yeah. a door slammed near me. <laughs> I mean, a door was slammed. You were involved. We don't yeah. need to go into the details, uh, but, but um, we, we were asked very impolitely to leave. And one of the times that I dropped the microphone, it was an accident. That is true. <laughs> was it deliberate um, on other occasions? Yes, uh, on the first, first time, time was definitely I did a microphone. Yeah, he held his arm out and dropped the microphone from shoulder height. Just as the woman opened the door and came yeah. in. Well, I'm pretty sure they had cameras in the rooms. Oh yeah, that um, sounds feasible. I would feasible. be very surprised if they didn't. Mm. Um, and uh, yeah, then we uh, we went home and it was fun. Yeah. We walked around, um, we did several laps. Oh no, sorry, I forgot. We walked around Leeds for like an hour trying to find somewhere that was still open. Even though we knew exactly where Weatherspoons was, we were just unable to get to it for some reason. I mean, it didn't help that everywhere that we went to that wasn't Weatherspoons said that we couldn't go in because of Chris. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I they? prevented you from getting too drunk. Oh, you had an <laughs> intervention. incredibly drunk. Yeah. I like the uh, Sorry, Adrian was... Childs of uh, Two Star Podcast. Uh, in what sense? He's done a he's done a show on TV about drinking too much. Oh, has he? Is that what you've done? You didn't tell us about this, Chris. Well, no, but I just um, thought you you meant that you were really boring <laughs> and a terrible presenter. Yeah. Well, yeah, that too. That's fine. But not today. I've got some. I've got some. Oh, content. I have a crying baby. Talk among yourselves oh, while God. I go and deal with it. Okay. Well, shall we? Uh, shall we talk I'll, about our I'll, digital well, detox whilst Adam's not here? Hey fans, it's Editor Graham here. I just need to pop up with a quick trigger warning. Uh, The next section of podcast uh, involves a scathing verbal attack on a listener, and more importantly, someone I consider to be a friend. Now, I was going to cut it out because I made the comments without acknowledging or appreciating that it would apply to this person, but then I changed my mind because I stand by this sentiment. I didn't know it would direct, uh, 
directly apply to somebody that I love very dearly. Um, but they were made in good faith, and uh, I, I'm going to have to stand by them. I can't cut them out and pretend they didn't happen. That would be worse somehow. So uh, I think they need to go in as is. So you're going to hear them. Uh, if you're likely to be upset by um, forthright opinion and uh, telling it like it is, then maybe you need to skip the next few minutes. But if you think you can handle it, then that's fine. So for me, the main thing is that this should be used as a learning opportunity. It's a learning opportunity for me to maybe be a bit more open-minded and understanding of other people's uh, thoughts and feelings. But more importantly, it's a learning opportunity for the person involved to um, get over himself, basically. So, anyway, thanks for listening, and uh, big up yourselves. Uh, yeah, if you like. How's your digital detox going? Should we explain what that is? Um, yeah, okay. I uh, deleted Twitter off of my phone, and I haven't even been on it on the computer. And I... Um, logged out on my tablet and changed the password so to log back in I have to look at the password on a piece of paper and type it in and that very clever too much too much effort to to do it yeah yeah and uh, I'm finding that uh, I'm not just getting angry about stuff that's nothing to do with me a lot of the time which is nice I'm just getting angry about stuff that is stuff to do with me but that's probably okay um, yeah. I mean, I think that when I go back to Twitter, it's sad that nobody has noticed that I'm not there. Like, Oh, I like that. Well, I don't know if they have or not. I assume well, they have. Well, this may be a good but thing. I like... I don't know. Yeah, I think it's good. I think the big mistake we made was not announcing on Twitter that we were yeah, having some time Yeah, that seems like um, a real twat thing to do, so I didn't want to do that. Oh well, yeah, I'm, uh, st- I'm going to take a little bit, bit of a break from social media because uh, uh, you guys can still use it, but I'm too important for this. And then, fuck yeah, yourself. If you want to leave, just leave. Well, I mean, I, I think that's maybe a bit harsh on some people. No, I don't think it's. Just, no, I, but um, I think I think that's so that people don't worry about you. Maybe. No, people. I think it's no, it's narcissism. Are you sure? Of course it is. If you're going to just stop using a website and you think that people might. You think that you need to tell people that you're going to stop using a website, then you're a narcissist. Okay. Well, of course it is. But the problem I have is that nobody knows that I've stopped using well, it. Well, they can listen to this and they can find out. Oh, well, why do they need to know that you've stopped using it? Um, so that so that they know that I'm better than them? Is that the wrong answer? <laughs> well, they'll just figure it out. Well, no, no, no. Now people will go, oh, wow, Chris and Graham are doing a digital detox. They are cool guys. Oh, then I'm going to cut and this out because so, I, I don't want people to know. I, just, I want the so, mystery. They're so cool that they didn't announce it on Twitter like other people. Yeah. Just a simple yeah. message. I'm not around for a bit. Don't worry about me. They waited you know, until two weeks later and then yeah. and then did a podcast about it. Do you know the only people worse than people who announce they're leaving and like make a big thing about it are the people who then later on come back without ever addressing it? They're the worst. I think they're the worst human beings of, of all time. I, I hope that you're deliberately saying these things. <laughs> no, I think if you... Why? <laughs> well, I think you, you get might people be, who like... I think you might I'm not subtweeting anybody. You care about. 
You might well, be unintentionally doing it. Why? Has somebody announced that they're leaving? Well, yeah, lots of people. That we know. Have. But yeah. that I know and care about. Yeah. Who? Dave from Birmingham. Has he? Yeah. Why? When? Well, you weren't on Twitter, so you couldn't know. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, you shouldn't be a narcissist. <laughs> um, I think it, it. I think it was before we left. I think well, you I said I'm going to have a break from Twitter because it's oh. a misery part. Oh, I really like it when people do that. It's really good. <laughs> it's really good for them. When to, people do it, I think I, they have my full support. Yeah. Yeah, but just don't tell everyone. I didn't know I was uh, being passive aggressive towards him. That was a complete accident. I don't know if that makes it worse. I think if you knew about it and you were doing it just to pretend to hate him, that's yeah. worse. That's better. That Why? The, well, because it's, that's just really mean what you've said, isn't it? No, it's not. It's real talk. Oh, okay. So, but... So when he listens to this, he's going to feel really sad well, because should, of what you've said. No, I'm helping... Okay, but sometimes people need to hear harsh truths. Okay. Well, what... But... What were his reasons? Um, I think like yours, very similar to yours. Fucking copycat. to the point to the point that maybe you um, were plagiarising him. I I <laughs> I don't know. He said it. <laughs> well, I think he might have done it before you left. Well, when? But okay, when did he do it? I don't know. You're gonna have to look up your well, password now, aren't you? I believe the technical term is convergent evolution, uh, not convergent, parallel evolution. Yeah, I think that might be it. Uh, you, you both developed the same traits for wanting to leave Twitter yeah. uh, independently of one another, but nonetheless it expressed itself in a similar fashion. I that see. May have led well, no, it expressed itself. Less well-educated commentators to claim that one of you plagiarised the other. It expressed mm. itself in a very different fashion, because Dave from Birmingham just sent a little tweet to say... I'm I'm having a break from this, and uh, yeah, I was more Graham, I was more dignified. Graham has aggressively not told anyone, and thinks that anybody who does tweet that is a narcissist. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah broadly, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've you've um, you've taken away some of the nuance of what I said, but that's that's more or less the the gist of it. Nuance is dead. It's fine. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so um, our well, digital I mean, detox are going well because we didn't tell yeah. anyone about it, and that's the sign yeah, exactly. of a good digital detox. Um, yeah, I think you might have started a new Twitter war, and there's Good. no way you can win it because you're not on it. That's the best kind of war. But then if it's, he's not on it uh, either, the only, the only way to win is not to not to play. Yeah, if he's not I mean, on it that's either, assuming then, he, then but maybe he's detoxing from um, podcasts oh, as well. I, I had a horrifying discovery at work today, which is that two of the people who are working on apartment who are only marginally younger than me, they're about my brother's age, so like you know, four or five years younger than me. And they appear to have not consumed any popular culture from the 90s. That doesn't make any sense. Or the 80s. Like, they, they have, they've not seen Blackadder. They've not, never, they had never heard of uh, the movie War Games. Uh, they, it, it's like they've just lived in this sort of weird, and one of, the, one of them's never seen Faulty Towers. Like, I, I don't understand how these things are possible. Like, if they were, like, you know, children, 
then you could maybe understand how some of these things had passed them by, hadn't got around to it yet. Maybe they didn't just sit and watch Dave all day, which is why they didn't watch endless reruns of programs from the 90s. But outside of that, like, how do you just... How do you, you grow up, like, in sort of the late 80s, early 90s and not not be aware of these things? Maybe they, uh, maybe they were abused. Well, I mean, clearly, if they've never seen Faulty Towers or Blackadder. Yeah. Maybe they um, lived in a foster home and were beaten. I mean, that's possible. But it seems unlikely that they both were. They might have lived in the same foster home. That's how they know each other. Mm, That's true. They might have beaten each other. I mean, I I don't think... Maybe they have some cultural references from that time that you don't have. Maybe they had culture. Not that we've established so far. Adam has all of them. Hmm... Maybe they'd done opera. I mean, I'm I'm actually scared because my next question to them is going to be whether or not they've ever seen the Fresh Prince of Bel Air. That, mm. that, that that's impossible not to have seen that. Well, this is this is the assumption, but it was on on I'm scared. it was on on BBC Two of, uh, when when the so was when the Simpsons were but like tea time viewing, wasn't it? Oh, I know, but, but that doesn't that doesn't change like if they if they never saw Blackadder or Faulty Towers. And they've not watched a bunch of films from that era. Like, I'm, I'm scared to dig too deep. The Fresh Prince of Bel Air was on so much. I mean, I know, but still, it was like. Do, do I want to? It, know? it was. It was like Friends before Friends, wasn't it? I mean, are these people that you're going to have to continue to work with and respect? I mean, yes and no. I think it's better not to know them. Yeah, you've got to have a working relationship with these people. You can't. Yeah, I was meant to interview somebody today who did her GCSEs in the year 2014. No. That just seems completely no, no, that, that implausible, isn't it? No, it's she, just, it yeah. isn't possible. But she just didn't turn up, so didn't have to. Well, yeah, because she can't have existed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was just a... Uh, somebody just it's invented just, just a, a CV for... Yeah, Yeah, someone was just having you on. Um, have you seen this year? They've like, was it this year or last year? They've changed the GCSEs to numbers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's good. Is it? I think it's just be a random number, and it shouldn't <laughs> correlate to your performance in any way. <laughs> or at the very least, it should be perhaps performance-related numbers, but not sequential. I know about the numbers, yes. and it's it's. Uh, there was a there was a perhaps a reason, but it was a Michael Gove reason. And oh, his—it just seems silly. Was the reason that too many people were getting A stars? So the obvious solution was to make sure that they instead got ones. Uh, that's part of it. It's that or they've, nines, um, whatever way round. Well, there it are is. now there are now three. Is a bigger number better? Uh, a bigger number is better, and there are now three, uh, three numbers to correspond to the A and the A star, and there are three numbers to correspond. So it's an A star star. Well, well, no, because I think the middle number is perhaps slightly lower than what uh, an A percent. Um, That's like halfway between a nothing and a star. Yeah, I mean, you, I think probably the easiest way to think about it is an A star star. Um, but then there are three grades that correspond to the B and the C associated with it. So. Um, four is considered a pass. Five is considered a good pass, 
and or strong pass, and that's midway between a B and a C. And then six is even better. And then seven and eight, seven, eight, and nine are where the A's and A stars would have been before. No, don't get it. Well, it's just a new system, and it well, nothing wrong. should change, so it's stupid. Mm -hmm. You're right. I think um, they should just be marked on how much they wanted to get a good grade. Yeah. Just for fun, I took an uh, a sample Italian GCSE reading paper. I think you you accidentally used the word fun there. It was fun. It was, I, was it? I no, aced that's, it. That's not what fun is. Is that what you think fun is? You've, yeah. you've understood fun wrong. <laughs> fun is fun is um, revising for an exam you're never going to take. No, no, no. No, fun that's like that's not... worse than revising for an exam you are going to take. Yeah. That's not only revising, which is awful. It's revising for no purpose. I yeah. see what you're saying. You think I should um, quit my job and do an Italian GCSE? I mean, I think you should become it. an Italian teacher. Well. Well, he's not going to do that. It's English. Like, it would mean, that's quite racist if he just started going around pretending to be Italian. Maybe you could go to Italy and teach English. That, that's, that's something I could probably do, isn't it? I know a lot do of it. English. Do it now. How hard can it be? Mm. Do it now. Like, go on a website, book yourself a one-way flight. Do it now. Do you know what I would actually like to do? Um. I mean, all of the things I'd like to do start with quit my job. So that's a yeah. given. But I would like to quit my job and I would like to learn how to be a bricklayer. Okay. Uh, I can do it at a local um, trade school and in two weeks I could have a, a level one qualification. I right. don't know what that means. I think that means I could build very you low lay one walls. Brick. <laughs> yeah. Very low walls and then level two... I guess you do upstairs, I don't know Yeah, this is interesting I would like to encourage this because I have some bricks that need to be laid You do, don't you? Yeah, yeah. so if you'd like to do those I think I wouldn't ever want to be a professional bricklayer, I think I'd like to hobbyist. stay in the in the amateur leagues Yeah, that's fair um, Too much pressure Yeah but for 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 five hundred and twenty five pounds and two weeks mm. of my time, I can be a level one brickman. Okay. Bricky, that's what they call them, isn't it? Bricky, not brickman. Bricky. Brickster. Yeah. So the only issue with that is you don't want to go professional. So how would quitting your job seems like an extreme way to start no, what would no essentially time. be a hobby. Well, we take the hobby seriously, but there's, okay. there'd be no time in a regular work life to. Oh, I see. You're just going to dedicate your, yourself to your. So you're, you're maybe yeah. hoping to, after, have like Olympic success, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, like like an Olympic boxer. Just, yeah. Or or an Olympic golfer, perhaps. You could be the Audley Harrison of uh, laying bricks. Could be the Audley Harrison of laying bricks. Um, I can't think of a pun. Audley Brickerson. 
Uh, I think Audley Harrison and bricklaying is too narrow for puns. Okay. But maybe um, boxing. Yeah, we, have we not learnt our lesson on this one? Boxing and trades. Okay. That's probably broad enough. There must be a pun in that somewhere. Um. Hell, um, if I knew any words about boxing. Throwing in <laughs> or the bricklaying. trowel. <laughs> oh, throwing in the trowel. That is good. Yeah. It's a good one, isn't it? Mm. I, I don't know. That, I, I don't know been it. a lot of brick terminology yet. Well, well no, you, you're not level one yet. No. You're just an observer. So, speaking of laying bricks or the lack thereof, um, I we can't really say too much now, Chris. You don't know about this because Dan inexplicably decides to tell me and Adam in a private chat, not you. I think that was an oversight <laughs> on his part, which is why I'm telling you. You assume um, it was accidental. Well, Chris, yes. Graham did query whether why he hadn't told you, and he didn't give any explicit. And he didn't say because I don't want him to know. But so we need to be careful about what we say. But um, you know this project he's been working on. Yes. It's a no go. Okay. So we have a certain amount of destruction of evidence that we probably ought to do okay. the problem is it's difficult to do that retrospectively Yeah, I'm thinking that perhaps in future we and by we I mean mostly you and to a lesser extent Chris should work on creating less evidence to start with so that we don't have quite so much work to do when we need to destroy it I don't know that that would really resolve anything well, not this particular issue, perhaps, no. Why, no, any kind of issue. If the project is um, being cancelled, why yeah. do why do we need to um, do anything? Well, a project like that is just safest if nobody ever knows that it... Yeah, Graham created quite a lot of uh, marketing material for the project. And there was a bit of a paper trail. Yeah. Um, that perhaps could reflect badly on the project management team. But suffice to say, he estimated that he was at 45% completion, uh, but that was inaccurate. Right, okay. <laughs> turns out there were some issues with the foundation. It turns out it had never begun. <laughs> and, okay. and nor would the customer want it to begin, in fact. Um, so... Um, as a project manager, Dan really should have seen this coming. Yeah. Do you um, think that any of... It speaks to appalling project planning on his part. Do you think that there was any industrial espionage and that the planning that we helped him conduct on the podcast got into um, uh, the, wrong, the, wrong hands? the wrong hands? No, I mean, no, he hasn't said as much, but I am willing to assume that I am in no way responsible for the failure of this project. <laughs> Okay. If that's what if that's what you're getting at. Okay. Well, if if uh, by extension, then I'm not responsible in any way. I. Oh, absolutely not. No, he, um, it's all on him. Right. So. And his failure to send a particular document <laughs> that I repeatedly advised him to to do. Yes. Okay. Well. I mean, granted, I don't know that I would have helped with the project, but he'd at least have found out. Much much sooner. It, it would it would have sped up the tendering process, wouldn't it? Mm, mm. Yeah. 
Exactly. Yes. It, uh, it would have fast tracked any decision making. Yeah, and then he could. Definitely. And then he could have appealed. Yeah. Yeah, you see, the risk is though with that kind of manoeuvre, you risk legal troubles. Only if you uh, don't cover yourself. <laughs> well, <I> mean, <laughs> you couldn't, could you? That wouldn't work. Yeah, it kind of defeats yeah. the point of it. Okay. Um, okay. Well, I think we've we've probably. I think we've been vague as, enough. As best we can without yeah. without down here. You know, you can't really perform a, a full post mortem on something like this without without the project without body. Why, oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> why Why did we have to um, be so discreet? I don't understand. Uh, well, I mean, it, we were just trying something new. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Right. Now that it's just not going to go if, anywhere. Just see if, just see if Graham could do it. Really. <laughs> yeah. It turns out. It turns out. I could have done if I'd wanted to all along. <laughs> Right. Um, so to pivot completely away from uh, Dan's project management skills, um, did I mention to you that I'd been done for speeding? Um, uh, no, you I did to me Twitter a lot because Chris Chris was very much uh, hoping that I was going to jail. Yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I see. Are you are you going to jail? No. Ugh. Um But I did get done doing twenty seven miles an hour in what I didn't realise was a twenty mile an hour zone. Hmm. Um, and it turns out is a really poorly signposted 20 mile an hour zone but because it's a speeding fine your only option if you wish to challenge it is to go to court which will end up costing me more money than if I just pay for the speed awareness course not if you represent yourself it will still cost me more in time off work than not if you take a laptop with you and do some work from the courthouse I mean that's true. Not if you unless I, unless I can like unless I can get awarded damages. What if you uh, quit your job um, and brick in the courthouse when you're there? Yeah, I think going so in I and decided. demanding damages is a bold move. <laughs> it really is. Um, so yeah, I am willing to admit that despite the shoddy signposting, given that I drive that route every day to work, I probably should have realised that it was a twenty. And no, don't. To it. That's how they get you. Um, but I now have to go on a speed awareness course. So I got the letter from them, uh, from West Midlands Police, saying, like, were you the driver of this vehicle doing this speed in this place at this time? And, well, yeah, okay, fine, I'll say that. The oh. only option for communicating with them is by post. Right, there's no phone number, no email address, no other contact details, no nothing. So the only thing you can do is post it back to them. We could go around there. Hope it gets... No, it's just the, the, the address is only a PO box. You could wait for somebody to come and empty it. Yeah, I could. Um, so I sent it off and heard nothing and then got a threatening letter three days before the deadline saying we haven't heard anything from you uh, we're going to send the boys around mm. um, so I then went and sent it again and this time it did arrive so that was helpful um, and they offered me a speed awareness course as an alternative to uh, fine and points on my license so this is an interesting uh, yeah. thing that I've been having some thoughts about recently Um because the the way the speed awareness course works is you are technically not paying a fine yep but you are you have to pay for the cost of the course mm. yep. which i think makes you a customer <laughs> so in which case you have some certain consumer rights that if you go to this course you could contact them afterwards and say you don't think it was good value for money and you'd like a refund um i mean yeah. you could 
But the problem is you would have to... I mean, I guess ultimately you could take the small claims court over it. Yeah. In what way would you be arguing that it wasn't good value for money? That it didn't make uh, you more aware you can, of speeding? Yeah, you can, yeah basically yeah. You, can, so, you could argue that it, doesn't, it didn't provide you with what you would had expected from their you know, marketing materials with regard to making you a safer and more conscientious driver. Okay. And, and then they might say, well, we'll just, still just give you points on your license then. Well, the thing is, it's not run by the police. Yeah. The, and the speed awareness courses are all run by uh, third party companies. And they've and they got a monopoly a because you can't choose where you go. Uh, you can. Oh, fine. Well, they haven't got a monopoly then. Uh, although almost all of them are operated by the same company. Well, there you go. So you, they've got a monopoly. They do then. virtually. They, certainly in the Midlands, they've got a functional monopoly because there's right. no other providers available. Um, but one of the things that's quite interesting about it is that, as I said, you get. Uh, have I got it here? Yeah. So um, it says. There's my list of uh, courses. So yeah, it's the vast majority that are run by a company called TTC. What is that short for? Uh, something, something, something. Titty, twatty, cox. Yes. Could be that. Uh, including the entirety of Scotland. Yeah. Um, which is weird, because it also says something about, like, if you do it in Scotland, you can't... They don't operate a... Uh, Driver aware training, uh, like awareness course thing. So God knows what they mean by that. Um, but it's weird. So the the course in like varies from place to place how much it costs. Um, but in my case, it works out cheaper than paying the fine, and obviously you don't get the points as long as you turn up on time and you don't make any uh, snarky remarks because otherwise they'll throw you out and you have to pay both for the course and the fine and the points. Mm. Uh, that's going to be the challenging part. The course I went on is someone was uh, I think. Well, he was taken outside and talked to privately, and I think that's because he was making some quite fair comments um, that they didn't like. Yeah, I don't think they're really there to debate the merits of the system. No, well, his, what, what his comments, comments was he making? Well, I would advocate for just being quiet and just just taking your punishment. Um, no, that no. The comments, the comments he was making was that he um, had had to drive from Cornwall to do the course and he had allowed quite a lot of extra time to be on time. However, there were several things that caused him to be delayed and he was worried that he was going to be late and there was no way that he could contact them to say he was going to be late, and it was very clear on the letter. Well, it wouldn't matter anyway. It's yeah, very they, clear they on the letter. If clearly. you are, if you are late, then that's it. You, we won't give. Well, you in my course. case, if you don't turn up fifteen minutes early, and it's like, well, why don't you just say the course starts fifteen minutes yeah. early then? Why so the course starts at nine, and you've got to shut fifteen minutes early? Just say the course starts at fucking quarter to and nine. And they, they, they said, oh so no, you as know, a well, consumer, we would, we would allow you some leeway, and you think, well, that that's not how it's written on the. That's not how it's written. Yeah. And I thought that so was actually yeah, no, they're very clear. The that, yeah, the documents are very clear. And he said because I was, uh, yeah, I think I think the reality might be slightly different, but I think it was a fair point. He said actually sometimes something really unexpected happens, and there is nothing in this system that that allows for that. And yeah, what if his guts fell out of his bum? <laughs> yeah, and you know, I've, and I was I was getting stressed about the journey, and then I was not driving as well as I would have done had I been able to pull over and safely phone you and explain my situation. They They made him a worse driver. They did. Contrary to their stated goals. They made me a worse driver. The most 
recklessly yeah. and badly I've ever driven was to get there on time. So I think you've got a good case to ask for your money back. I got told off for making notes as well. What? I was making notes. It was quite an interesting That's video. That's interesting because so the the thing that the the document that I read when I was booking it was quite explicit that you you would be provided with a booklet in which you could make notes. Yeah. Why did they told you off for making notes? Uh, they thought I was writing a shopping list. <laughs> I wasn't. Okay. I was I was well, making did, notes. Did they ask you to show what you'd been writing and you turned around and just they stopped a cock. and they went? I hope that's about the course, Sunny Jim, or something like that. And you said, "Yes, of course it I said, is." Yes, it is. What are you writing and down? They, and I said, I, "I thought it was interesting. I'm going to tell people I see it when I get home." And so they made you stop. No. Oh, were you but allowed to continue making I was, notes? They, they scared me off it, so I didn't make any more oh, notes. I would have done it. The I would have been very the belligerent. Fun, the fun thing with um, the uh, the the course booking is you have to you have to be able to attend it within 120 days of the offence, not within 120 days of you booking it or the, getting the notification from the police or whatever. So I went on their website and went to book it, and there was one slot available between now and what would have been the, the cut-off point. <laughs> What's the um, cut-off? That's like nearly a year. Four months. Yeah. Nearly a year. Um, and so, yeah, I had I had one option of when to book it. But it's taken um, about six weeks to actually get to the... Well, yeah. yes, it would have helped if they hadn't fucked around and lost my stuff in the post. Um, I mean, I don't know if it's the police's fault, but... So I think we need to bring um, the system down from the inside. You're in prime position to be able to do this. I mean, that's certainly one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is I'd quite like to keep my driving licence. Well, you will anyway. You'll, you won't lose your uh, driving licence just by, by just for being obtuse. Probably. I think you should um, just be really sarcastic when you're there. Yeah, yeah. You can't legislate against sarcasm. Oh, they could tell me to fuck off and keep me out. Well, of they court. could say that you know, if if they said, "Well, what did this guy say?" and they would read it out, and he said, "Well, he said this course was really interesting, and he <laughs> he found it very useful." Yeah, <laughs> and they go, "Well, what's your problem?" He goes. Well, it was the way he said it, and then they're going to sound ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. They're not going to be able to uh, justify that to their boss. Yeah. You, they can't. They can't say that you're just not a man with a really sarcastic voice. Could you smuggle in a hidden act? Could you smuggle in a hidden camera? Do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, um, they've not said they're going to confiscate my phone or anything. I think you should do that. And then you could um, put it online, and if anybody gets done for speeding, they could just say, it's fine, I've watched this video online. Mm, that's true. And, they would... and if I put it on YouTube and monetize it, I can make back yeah, my course that's fee. True. But if they, uh, if they are saying, if, if they say it's not a fine, which is their argument, they say it's not a fine, you just have to pay for this course, and it just happens that the course is priced at a ridiculous amount. And you say, well, I can get exactly the same from that for free online, but the outcome will still be the same, won't it? They would have to say yes. They can't say it's not. In which case, no. the outcome is you're a better driver, which is what they want. I mean, just blow this shit wide open. 
All right. Well, I will. Uh, I will take my my hidden camera. Yeah. Um, I will. I will pose as somebody attending a speed awareness course because they got done for speeding. Yeah. Uh, and I shall report back uh, sometime towards the end of October, or rather the start of November, once I have actually been on the fucking thing. Because what a that cliffhanger! Was the that was available. I am. Uh, I am at the point where I'm halfway through having to be careful. Oh, have you you reached the the midway of your it's three your years? Down on... it's three years, isn't it? If you get caught again, three, then they... you're expected to be sensible for three for years. Three years, um, and if you I get caught speeding in that time, then you automatically get, get the point. Yeah. You don't get the option of the driver awareness course. We well, your you money can back. still you can still go to court, but mm. but at that you, point they'd refund the cost of the course, surely, because it obviously hasn't worked. But, yeah, it didn't work. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, at that point, you can definitely ask for your money back. You can ask for a credit towards your fine uh, because the course didn't didn't make you a better exactly. driver. Yeah, well, they've got you there. They can't fine you and claim that the course worked. Yeah, and was worth the money. Hmm. Well, I'll, I'll let you try that one well, well I mean that I will have to see if I commit any more crimes I'm a very sensible and attentive driver so I've never been on a, a speeding awareness course is that because you did your naughty speeding before they existed you, that is correct <laughs> <laughs> but I learnt my lesson and I've never sped since mm, never not once well I, I don't have points do I no so I can't have. Mm, that's that's true. Would you agree to having lower car insurance for them to be able to fit a black box in your car? Um, in theory, yes, but it doesn't make any difference to the insurance, not a substantial amount, and I also wouldn't trust the findings of the box. Right. So the box lied. I would rather pay. No, I don't. I don't more think car the box insurance necessarily lied. Be, I would rather pay more car insurance, be able to drive however I wanted. I mean, well, it you, would have you to can be still drive huge, however you want. Well, I mean, well, no, because you're I'm not you're saying that I would have issue with it. it. I'm not saying I'd have issue with it, but uh, for a period of about a week. My phone would decide every time I switched it on in my car to navigate me home that I was starting in Manchester, hmm. um, and would take about thirty seconds to reorient itself in Birmingham, which would give me an average speed of several thousand miles an hour, and would probably knock my premiums up a bit. Yeah, but well, you that get to a certain speed that you couldn't have an accident because you're going so fast. Well, so you just like phase through any matter yeah, exactly, that you come yeah. into contact with. Yeah. yeah, it's actually safer to do thousands of miles an hour. It's just the bit between, say, seventy-five and two thousand. It's getting up to that speed. It's the That's, acceleration yeah, that does exactly, it. Really, yeah. that's the danger. That's the dangerous part. Yeah. it's like with an aircraft. The dangerous bit is the takeoff and the landing. Exactly. The Once you're cruising fine. at two thousand miles an hour down the M1, you, you're fine. Hmm. I mean, for me, I, it would have to be a, a really massive saving before I would consider it. If they gave me like free insurance, then sure. I think it, no. I would at that point. I would think it's just I'll just walk. I would want to be able to contest the findings, and have a discussion with somebody capable of making a decision 
and they said, well, here it said on this occasion you brake too hard, and I would talk them through why that happened, and they would see, oh yeah, fair enough, it's not his fault. Yeah, you were brake testing that prick behind you. Exactly, yeah. And I would make them see reason, and they would say, yeah, okay, fair enough, your car insurance is free from now on because you're so good at driving. Mm. Well, I, I don't like it. Yeah, I think it's um, a silly gimmick, and I don't think they would do it if it didn't in the long run mean that they made more money out of people. So I wouldn't trust it for that reason. And I guess their rationale would be, or their argument would be, that having the black box in the car makes people safer drivers because they don't want to get caught by the black box, which means that they don't have to pay out as much because people don't have accidents because they're safer drivers. Yeah. But the reality is, but, and this is based entirely on assumption, but is definitely true, uh, what happens is once they've got that box in your car, they can charge you whatever they want and just say, oh no, you you accelerate too fast. Well, there is that, but and also the money. reality is that actually it doesn't, driving more slowly doesn't make you safer, and I would hazard that most people would like obsessively drive just below the speed limit for example and you know that kind of thing and be far too fixated on that to actually be paying attention properly to the road purely because they were terrified that if they got you know slightly over the speed limit at any point their insurance would go through the roof yeah i'd also want to reverse engineer the box and find out what it was doing yeah and uh, i think i think the problem is it it gives you the wrong incentives cuz i think um from what i know about them which is admittedly absolutely nothing um, I think it's more sort of an accelerometer so it's based on how hard you brake and accelerate I think that's one of the things it measures I mean that would make sense because um, I mean can it do your speed do, I well, suppose yeah GPS but is it, well they're not GPS though are they are they not? I don't think so I, would have, I assumed that they would have had a GPS tracker in them I don't know I do not know. I do not have. I have not been offered one, and thus have not questioned it. I guess it's possibly quite a difficult thing to discuss with absolutely no knowledge of how they work. <laughs> but that wouldn't necessarily stop us, would it? No, nor should it. So I, I think they just don't do anything. I think there's just a random number generator in the insurance people's. Oh, if only we knew somebody who was sort of involved with insurance in some way for his job. Maybe you could tell us all about it. I'd really like that. Yeah. That'd be good, wouldn't it? Would but my assumption is there's absolutely nothing inside the box and it just generates a number and they assume that nobody will ever contest it. And if they do, they just say, Oh, the algorithm and they'll confuse them with words like algorithm. Yeah. And they'll just say, Okay, yeah, fair enough. Here's more money. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry I talked about black boxes. I've okay. I've um uh I've had enough of talking about black boxes now. That's fair. Okay. Well, I think we've we've probably we've 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 had a good run. Well, how long have we been we going? We haven't talked about my content. We I mean, we don't really care, Chris. Chris it's, did it's give me a little preview of his content last week, and I've got to say that I'm happy to keep this going for a little bit longer to hear all about it. I would <laughs> quite like to go to bed, but if it's really that good, well. Then how about I say to you the words Poogate 3 but not just Poogate 3, also Poogate 4 I mean what's our estimated run time here I don't know, can you knock it out in 10 minutes Chris 
Well, we could we could tease Poogate for oh, next week, yeah. couldn't we? Well, let's go for Poogate 3 and see how we go. Poogate 3 is a good one. <laughs> shall I tell you about yeah, something Maybe you should start with Poogate 4, then. Shall I tell you something completely unrelated? Um... Uh, I can't stop you, I guess, <laughs> from experience. Well, I have been doing something in my garden, which oh, is God. not, <laughs> which is not a poo gate. Um, okay. And it's sort of the opposite of when you stole rope from the opposite. I thought you said the opposite of poo gate. <laughs> um, all kinds of horrible images. Well, I've decided that I have going to give up on growing things in the garden I just want somewhere nice yeah. to sit that needs to That's be better. flat yeah. and in order to do that I need to remove soil from my garden however the dump has started charging you, I think it's £1.50 for a bag of soil to get rid of it Are you go- Are you loading your trousers up with soil and then just walking around the dump mm, slowly draining out idea, of your yeah. trousers Well X. it's, sure it's actually Oh, I didn't. I was thinking um, uh, the Great Escape. I mean, it's all very much a similar approach. Yeah. Did they use the uh, same? I believe they also did. It, I believe they also did it in a lower low. Oh, for goodness' sake! So. Yeah, my my reference would be the Great Escape, definitely. Okay, but uh, it's sort of like that is that that you can throw away garden waste for free. So whenever I'm um, uh, getting rid of plants. I'm just adding in some soil. A little handful of soil. <laughs> a little handful of soil. <laughs> it's going to take you 20 years, but you will you'll win. Yeah, I think I need to get rid of about my estimate is about 3 tons worth of earth. Have you um, considered um throwing it over your fence? Oh, that's a good one. Then it's someone else's problem, isn't it? Yeah. That is Let's go on then. Uh, speaking of throwing things over fences, I want to hear about Poogate. Really? You don't want to wait yeah. until next week? No, well, I want to hear one of them this week and then one next week. Okay. It's the new serial. Right. Well, I've 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 substantially oversold Poogate 4.0, so I don't think oh. I can either... You better hope there's a five I, by uh, next week then, haven't you? Yeah. I, I start doing, doing things just... Uh, yeah. Deliberately putting myself in. Uh, oh, there is a Poogate five Arms way. actually. Yeah, oh, right. it's a very short four and five are very short. They're more like um, like a little four A and four B. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Poogate three point which I have got the tagline this time. It's personal. Yeah. So, I, this isn't a work toilet. This is uh, okay. This is a toilet in a in a home. Uh, that is where my mother-in-law lives. Right. And it's personal. When you say, in a, when you say a home, do you mean like a care home? Like no, uh, oh no. Oh, uh, just somebody's just home. Just a house. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's a house. Um, and also, this is actually my my poo, not a found poo. Ah. So the <laughs> so the stakes are very high. That you've uh, you stared into the abyss too long. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, we were staying there, and I was the first to get up, and I went downstairs, and uh, that's when I like to do a poo in the morning. Mm. Just, um, just as you're walking downstairs, 
<laughs> anytime you go downstairs, it's just, just shake like, it oh, no, got to go. Similar to shaking the soil out of your <laughs> trousers. Um, and they have downstairs toilet, and that seemed like the perfect place. Yeah. Everyone else was upstairs. Um, uh, I could uh, just do my own thing. Nobody would be any the wiser. Um, Rookie mistake. Yeah, I... Uh, I went to flush, and it was a very... Always tell somebody where you're going. It was a very weak flush. Ooh. Oh. Very weak indeed. Had you not previously, like, surveilled the equipment? It, yes. Um, it can't have been the first time you used the toilet. No, it wasn't. Um, I've used it for... So, so you must have known it had a weak flush. I've used it for wheeze. I've used it for poos before, and it's been okay. But maybe it's deteriorated. So Maybe the water pressure was low. Well, may, maybe the flush action, the flapper. Had maybe the flapper is on the way out. That's, that's could be the, the flapper. technical thing in the toilet. Sounds feasible. So, it got rid of most of the matter, but there was one, hmm. one determined turd. One plucky, still, plucky still young, there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what would you do in the situation? Well, stop I the would blame there. it on my wife for a start. Okay. Uh, I well, I would do more flushes. If one doesn't do it, another surely okay. will. Yeah, I did another flush, and okay. the poo it just didn't move. It was kind of just kind of wedged did, in. W- but did you not give it long enough for uh, a full refill of cistern? No, no, it was definitely refilled. So it's definitely full refill. Yeah. You tried twice with decent sized flushes and thought this is going nowhere. Yeah. Okay, I'd get a bucket. Well, that's not what I did. Well, I wouldn't put my hand in it. <laughs> well, I if thought... that's where this is headed. You, you, you know my MO. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have you still got it in your hand? <laughs> no, the... Is this is this going to be like that story of the girl that like that's what you were secretly hoping, isn't it? (laughs) You Uh, think I'm going to be on BBC News? Okay, that was not a risk here because there were no external. uh, There were no stupid windows. Yeah, Yeah, so I was safe. What? Oh, so you sent it through the extractor fan? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I did was I sort of thought, well, what has almost worked for me in the past is some whisking. So yes. I'll I'll give this a little whisk and I'll I'll kind of try and nudge it towards the the exit door. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's not a bad plan, is it? No, I mean it's yeah. No. Sort of corralling drunk people to get out of a pub. It it didn't work. It just okay. kind of smudged it against the porcelain and then also yeah. onto the brush. It was a very firm brush and it just kind of stuck. So now I got more problems. Because I've got yeah. poo on the brush and poo stuck. Well, yeah. I mean, the shitty brush is um, a lesser concern. I would, I would shelve that, park that, come back to well, it later. I mean, preferably I don't. Shelf. That Just, would be yeah. disgusting. Mm. But I would, yeah. I wouldn't let that distract me from the task at hand. Yeah. Well, I flushed again, and the, okay. the poo now is, uh, it's kind of um, adhered itself. Has it maintained structural integrity? It has, yeah. Oh dear, that's not what you want at all. No. So, um, what what would you do then? Well, so I'm assuming from your complete lack of acknowledgement of what I said that a bucket didn't happen. 
Ah, well... A big old bucket of water, turbo flush. Actually, there was a bucket. Right. And I noticed that there was Fill a bucket... The bucket I noticed that there was Fill a bucket, the bucket in this bathroom, and I sort of thought, ah, go. I bet this is not For a new this very problem. problem. I bet yeah. this has happened before. Um, and so I, I used the bucket and... Uh, do a mega flush. I did a mega flush. And it didn't work. Like a power flush, like they do on your radiators. Didn't, it didn't, it didn't work. work. How well, you did it wrong? What have you been doing to your radiators? <laughs> <laughs> Pouring buckets into them. It didn't work because uh, oh. it was just stuck, wedged. Oh my goodness! <laughs> so I don't think I think you're being very unfair, blaming the the toilet. Well, I would brick up the room and uh, tell them they no longer have a downstairs toilet. Okay. What I did. Is this why you want to learn to become a bricklayer? <laughs> <laughs> Seal the evidence away. What I did was I realised I had to dislodge the poo from where it had wedged itself on. Yeah. And I did that, and uh, I did another mega flush, and it went. Okay. Well, uh, no, you. Got, how did you dislodge? With the with the brush, I had to coax it away. Did you from jab the side. it? Um, I the, the the end poking out was the bit that had sort of wedged itself on. It was all under the water line, but mm. I got the brush at that end, and with a slightly, I kind of, I kind of got it to okay. attach to the put, brushes, put and mm. I with a slight twisting motion, I was able to coax it away from the side. Did you have to lever it? Um, I'm not sure you'd call it levering it, really. A sort of uh, nudging. Yeah. Okay. Do you know who are absolutely revolting? Um, is I hope this is a whole race of people. Is that where you're going? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, is it? Would you like to have a guess. Um. Hmm. Is it? Uh, Okay, so because this has come from toilets... It's guessable. I think I like. this is guessable. Is it the Southern Italians? Oh, no, it's not. Oh, okay. I don't know about enough about them to declare them disgusting. Is is, is this a drop toilet? Is that the... Uh, the Dutch. I don't know what's it's that. the Dutch with the their Dutch. little shelf. It's the Dutch. Yes. <laughs> it's the little inspection shelf. What the fuck are they playing at? Absolutely insane. Adam, have you been to Holland, Netherlands, whatever they call no, it these I days? No, I have not. So they're toilets. Oh, I know. I I yeah. washed Euro trash. Little little poo shelves, for no reason mm. except that you can have a good old look, which is actually the reason. Mm. The thing no is, is that it's, uh... it's quite smelly, isn't it? Because if poo goes straight in water, then the water oh yeah, stops the, the just smell escaping. Seals the smell in, yeah. But like some of the like those drops that you can get if you're um well a complete idiot. I suppose Dave from Birmingham has been tweeting about these poo drops that he put in water and don't let the smell out, has he? I'm going to end up insulting him by mistake again, am I? Well, I don't know, because he's not tweeting at any moment. <laughs> oh, well, well, that's fine then. But yeah, you get these little drops that you, you you drop like essential oils into the toilet before you do a big shit. Right. Grow up. Just let the smell out. <laughs> okay. Is this like the one, the toilets in Japan that, like... Play music and make oh, play no. sounds of They're incredible. So I would love to have a go. 
hide the fact that you're actually pissing. They're like a car wash for your bum, aren't they, Japanese toilets? I mean, okay. I don't know. Well, they are. I mean, have you seen them? They like jets of waters and like um, they blow air onto it and all sorts of stuff. They're amazing. The Japanese robot bogs. I can't say I've ever experienced one. Well, neither have I, because I've never been to Japan, nor will I. But, <laughs> but you'd love, love to have But I'd love to only to have a go on one of the robot bogs, and then I would come straight home. I'm sure you can like import one. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe I mean, we if you want to, buy like, hurry one. up because you've not not got long until. Until no. <laughs> what, what you say? You threatening me? <laughs> yeah, you got six months, mate. Oh God. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I I know about those toilets. I agree. Yeah. I thought you were going to go just the the, the the drop toilets, the no um no no seats. What? Oh, the, sort of the French the French floor. Yeah. Drops. I mean, they're not they're not disgusting. They're just like hard work, which mm. I thought would disgust Graham. <laughs> Uh, I've, I went to a bar in Paris that had one and I need to contend your statement that it's not disgusting because it is absolutely the most disgusting room I've ever been in. <laughs> do you remember that, Adam? Yes, I do. We, it was, it, it oh. was so bad that every time I needed a piss, and bearing in mind we were drinking a lot of quite weak lager, uh, there was a lot hotel. of pisses. I had to go back to the hotel for all of my toileting because it was... It was just a bog underneath. It, it was absolutely horrendous. Well, I had um, diarrhea in Zagora, <laughs> uh, in the uh, in Morocco, and we were sleeping on a roof with access to a shared toilet of a quite similar design, but probably mm. with less good flushing than um, your one. <laughs> And uh, well, the one that we had, no, there wasn't any. No. There wasn't even flushing. It was just a little <laughs> hole. It basically was a hole in the floorboards, and you shit under the floor. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was like you know, you know the the urinals that have like the the the, the ones that are basically the trough, but they have like kind of a almost like the sort of stuff you get at pedestrian crossings for blind people, like up against the edge. They have like a sort of you know. Uh, What's the word? Textured like floor yeah. thing to, to like for runoff. Mm. Imagine that, but four facing each other with just a hole in the middle. That was basically yeah. it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it doesn't sound great, but I think there is probably worse in Morocco. Mm. I think it's I mean, it's not a competition, Paris. Chris. Yeah, yes. let's let's all be rude about Paris. I hate Paris. Yeah, it's a fucking horrible place. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, Chris, you were telling us about your horrifying experiences oh um oh no that was just an that was just an aside um, okay right well I mean, well in hang which on case, because, I think... because Poogate 4.0 and Poogate 5.0 well, that's for next week they're not worth waiting till next week they're very disappointing well they have to now we've teased them and mm. you've set an ex- uh, you know a reasonable level of expectation yeah you're going to find a way to embellish a bit. Um, so yeah you've got to I mean we can't do that now because it would be a massive anticlimax to end the show on. Right. So you're going to have to like open next week. We can tease it for next week on the understanding that they are both very underwhelming stories. 
No, I, mean, I believe it to be the greatest story I've ever yeah, heard. Stop trying uh, to undersell it, Chris. I can't recommend that enough that people listen to this because it's really terrific. I mean, which which Poogate so far is the best one? I think it, um, I think it has to be the one where I had to leave it with the with the water filled right to the very yeah. Brain. I think I think the one yeah. where you attempted to flee the scene. <laughs> I think the one the one where you whisked it and then gave up and decided it was somebody else's problem. <laughs> that was that was a particular highlight for me. Yeah, your abdication of responsibility. Yeah, that, that was that was the original Phuket one. Yeah, it's harder yeah. to do when uh, you're in the house of somebody you know, isn't it? Yeah, it was dead, very. Did anybody hear you get up and go down Chris just left. Well, that's went the home. thing is that that they must have known something didn't go right because they there were about five or six toilet flushes. Mm. So they must have. Yeah, I think they must have been aware of when, that. When you hear the third, you know that something, that's not something you want to know any details about, isn't it? Yeah. When okay. I well, on that when I worked revolting note when I worked in care a long, long time ago. Somebody, I was told about a story of somebody that did a poo so big that it wouldn't flush, and the the person that was doing the care in the end had to go and bury it in the garden. (laughs) (laughs) Was that flashing through your mind when you were trying to dispose of this one? (laughs) Glancing around for a shovel. But I mean, that would have involved Um, them reaching a point of thinking there is no way, and we're going to have to put gloves on. (laughs) Done the calculation. Yes. I mean, would you, if you had to do the that, numbers. would you, what order would you do it in? I wouldn't do it. I would just leave it for somebody else. I mean, I think logically. It was like that when I got here, mate. Logically, yeah. what you would do is dig the hole, then glove up. Oh, yeah, then you wouldn't carry you wouldn't it. Just like... Then carry it out and then put it straight in and cover it up. But. I think also that you might just panic in that situation and and just take it outside. Just and take it outside you, and then realise yeah. there wasn't a hole and realise that oh you've got to take those gloves off and it would be smelly and and then dig the hole and then you need point, more gloves. Just, or would you just yeah. just poke it in with your foot? I mean, I just I think I just leave the country. I throw it over a fence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, I think that's that's all I can stand. Um, Okay. So we'll we'll call it there, um, and we can we can continue this disaster next week. Um, as, have we had anything from Dan about his estimated time to having a working internet connection? I think it was six to eight weeks. What? Well, he's got an internet ability now, but he, his computer is in storage, and his work laptop won't let him have access to the microphone. How much what? in storage is it? How does that work? Because he's staying the whole time with his auntie and uncle. Mm. I think I might get some things out of storage. Well, that's what we told him to do last week, yeah. but he obviously hasn't. Bastard. Okay, well, whatever. Probably not next week then. Um, but, yeah, and thank you, gentlemen, for your time and disgusting, disgusting expressions of events. You're very welcome.